the young Delta lady, uh, Rita Coolidge. Firstly, what a pleasure it is to talk to you. Well, thank you. I've heard uh, Safe in the Arms of Time. Really impressed. I've got a copy of Delta Lady. Is there a bit of a link there, um, you know, in terms of the, the journey you went through to, to write uh, Delta Lady and uh, the influence on, on your new album? You know, tracks like You Can Fall in Love. It's really got that early 70s feel. Well, I don't, I, I didn't consciously connect those two. I've had a couple of people ask me if, if the book, writing the book kind of motivated this record, but, um, you know, they were totally separate projects. I'm sure that, you know, just taking that journey through the past may have resurrected some memories, but I didn't consciously connect those two. But I'm glad that you liked You Can Fall in Love. Yeah, it's really got that 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 sort of fresh band feel as opposed to production sheen. It's got a bit more of an earthy nature. My goal and my vision was to was to make a record that resonated the way those early records did that I made in the seventies. So, with that in mind, I think that you know that this record kind of accomplishes that on on a lot of levels. So, I and writing you know in writing songs, I think I was kind of a conscious of that of making it fit into um kind of the the kind of songs that we were singing in the 1970s but with a fresh approach yeah of course and and there are a few ties because um you've uh, recorded one of uh, graham nash's tracks and obviously you, you both go w- way way back yeah we do and and graham sent me that song more than two years ago, it was probably two and a half years ago at least, maybe longer, that Graham sent me that song via email and just, you know, said, Russ and I wrote this song and just want to see what you think about it. And and I, you know, I, I got back in touch with him and said, I absolutely love this. I don't have my record deal in place right now, but but if you can put this song on hold, I promise I'll be recording it when I do do my record. So, and he said, absolutely. And they really, you know, they locked it down for me. And, and it's great. Yeah, doing fine without you. It's got that sort of real rocky edge, which, uh, you know, really works with your voice. Yeah, I liked it. You know, when we were doing the track, you know, I kind of threw out the Rolling Stones. You know, let's do something that just kind of sounds raw and like the Stones. I love the Stones. Around my 
of ties with you and the Crosby, Stills, Nash guys. I mean, you, you sang on Graham's wonderful album, Songs for Beginners. You sung backing vocals on Love the One You With, Stephen Stills, and must be great memories of that period. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was just, I mean, music music in, in the 1970s was, to me, just some of the, it was one of the best eras of music because everything was fresh and, and people were using their voices their to their social consciousness and putting it into music and Crosby Stills and Nash did it you know as well or better than anybody else. Um, but Graham is just, you know he's just unique in his very long career and and the fact that he still writes and sings and plays music and with such a fresh sound. But he also is one of the most outspoken people I've ever known in my life. Whatever is, you know, whatever his conscience is, is bothered about, he's going to make sure that people hear about it. And, you know, 
sometimes probably to a fault because <laughs> he's always he's always been very outspoken and I admire that about him so much. That links in particular with the song Military Madness and uh, which, which seems very apparent and I'm, I'm sure Graham's got his views. Yes. I also wanted to talk about the there's the song on your new album walking on water and, and that was uh, that was done with keb mo and, and that that works really well well thank you it's yeah it's a song that i that i wrote with keb mo and and jill colucci and i love the song you know because i think uh well when we wrote the song certainly we we didn't anticipate the political climate that exists in this country now and there's so many lines in that song that are just, you know, amazingly current. You know, there's no such thing as the truth because that really is what's going on over here right now. You know, there's fake news and no truth. And we have a man in the White House who just constantly lies. And when we wrote the song, we weren't, we were not writing it about that. But 
it really does feel right now like we are walking on water because we don't know what's going to happen from the time I turn off the news at night until I turn it on in the morning. You know, it's it, it can be anything. And I don't remember a time in my life that that there was uh, that that kind of climate existed. Mm-hmm. There's different elements uh, or themes that are covered in, in, in your album, Safe in the Arms of Time, there. Yes, there are, and and the other song I think that that speaks the same with the same voice is uh, "Spirit World," and it because it's talking about watch the news and read the papers. Seems like this whole world's gone bad, and you know it's just to, these songs just seem to have new meaning, than even more different than when we recorded them or chose them. I listened to um, the line about watching all the boys and girls. We can learn a lot from children and. And our children in this country now are marching, you know, against guns and and this great children's movement that's taking place. Um, I, that certainly wasn't happening when when we recorded Spirit World, but it's a big part of what's going on right now. Searching for answers Down here reaching for the stars The only truth that I've ever found Is for me there's no such thing as solid ground I'm walking on water Floating on air What lies beneath me Is really not there I'm walking on water, floating on the air. Why do I care how people see me? Why do we want to hold on to you? And what if the questions are the answers? There's no such thing as the truth We're just walking on water Floating on air What lies beneath us Is really nothing I know that love is everywhere I'm walking on water Floating on air
your tracks on that that record is naked all night which kind of is are you digging deep into the past there am i is it a stretch too far that you're drawing on your relationship with chris christopherson it's definitely not about chris <laughs> and i it never occurred to me that anybody would think that it was and then oh, this past weekend i was on the road and i was in i think i was in long island new york city somewhere doing a concert and afterwards somebody said, well, I love the song that you wrote about Chris. And I said, which one? And they said, make it all night. I said, that's not about Chris. That's about, that's about my, the love of my life right now. So and that's, that probably may be shocking for people, but, but it's a, it's a true story in the sense that if you know the story that I reunited with, with my college sweetheart two years ago and uh, you know and a lot of the music on this record i think it comes from that place not from not from 40 years ago so that that song i definitely wrote about about my joe so we'll get that one out there correct that one yeah <laughs> Fell in love 
journey is eloquent, so eloquently uh, told in, in, in Delta Lady, your, your uh, autobiography. You know, how you so eloquently describe the uh, mad dogs and Englishmen with Delaney and Bonnie and Joe Cocker and, and your time there is is so vivid. And, and can, I, can I ask you about the song Superstar, which was recorded on, on that, that uh, tour? I mean, that's such a wonderful song. I understand you had a hand in writing that. And, and the, you know, we're playing the version that's on Mad Dogs and Englishmen. 
Well, yes, it's it, the song was actually my idea, and even Leon Russell has admitted that the you know that Superstar was was my song, um, and it was a song an idea that I had for a song while on tour with Delaney and Bonnie, and you know, and I would see these young girls looking up at Eric Clapton, who was our guitarist. He was just a sideman in the band at that time. And so the idea came to me, and and I, Bonnie and I went back to the hotel after a gig one night, and sat down and started writing Superstar. And and Delaney came in at some point and sat down and and started singing it with us. Bonnie says that she has the cassette somewhere, but we'll never find it. I'm sure of the night that we wrote that song. And then when the, of course, when the song came out, my name was not on it, and. Uh, Leon was kind of a scorned boyfriend, and and Bonnie just lived in fear of Delaney all the time because he beat her like a drum. He was horrible. So that you know, I knew when when the song came out and my name was not on it. Um, I asked. I never. Uh, Leon didn't talk to me at that time, but I did ask Bonnie about it, and she just said, "I'm sorry, Rita. Um, that's that's what Delaney and Leon did, and I can't look back and." hold any kind of anger about anything because it won't change anything. And Bonnie has continued to be one of my dearest friends. And when Usher recorded Superstar, he did put my name on it as a writer.
It wasn't the only time you were uncredited as well, because that story about Layla and, and, and that you had a hand in the, the code at the end. As a writer, there is a bit of sort of injustice there, but I guess from what you're saying, you're kind of looking forward and what will be will be. Well, yeah, because, you know, this I have told this story from the from the day I heard Layla on the radio and I actually... You know, as I tell in the book, I actually got in touch with Eric Clapton's manager, Robert Stigwood, and and he just basically said, "You're a girl. What are you going to do?" And you know, I he was not a, he was not a, a good man. I think he was really just not a very not a nice person and not a good person. And and um, I've continued to tell the story, and Eric has never disputed. He's never, not, there's never a word from his camp, ever. And he knows, unless he was just too gone on drugs at the time, but I sat down at the piano in the studio and played the song for him, and he knew that it, that I was, that it was my song, it was my music, or I thought he knew it. Anyway, it's, I've just always kind of, you know, come to peace because Jim Gordon, who was the, the guy that I wrote the song with, you know, ended up in prison and um, for killing his mother, and and he had a little girl, and I feel that that's probably the only thing that she's ever had from her father. That if she had some money from that to get through school, then yay.
the same time, you've you've inspired incredible songs in the history of music, really. And um, you know, as, as I briefly mentioned it earlier, you know, Delta Lady, the track, and so that's Leon's track. But um, Joe Cocker had a, a massive hit version of that. Yes. Well, I have to straighten out one thing. I never was wet and naked in the garden. Okay. Actually, <laughs> 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 I wrote the song. You know, I knew that he had written it about me because they, that was my handle. I was the Delta Lady, and apparently it's followed me throughout my life. Um, but <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? And he said, well, it just sounded good, of course. <laughs>
But um, yeah, it, you know, I'm I'm very flattered. The songs that that I I may have inspired, and I think most of all, the song that Leon wrote, which is "Song for You," to me is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Period. So, yeah, I'm I'm very honored. Cause my love in their hiding 
answer Well, there's no space and time I love you for my life You are a friend of mine And when my life is over Remember when we were together We were alone and I was singing this song to you people that you worked with in, in the early 70s in particular is just incredible. I mean, I was just looking at your, your self-titled album and the track Born Under a Bad Sign and, and the band that were on there, you know, Booker T, Clarence White, Ry Cooder, Jim Keltner and, and more. I mean, you're working with the best musicians on your records. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that the fact that I started um, you know, the first band I toured with were Delaney and Bonnie, and and that band with Carl Radel and Bobby Whitlock and Leon Russell and Jim Keltner, and then later Jim Gordon. You know, just they always had the very best bands, and it's a bar that I have always held up and tried to tried to reach that, whether I'm in the studio or on the road. And you know, people who see me uh, on tour you know, are always, they always are just amazed at the musicianship that comes off the stage because it's, you know, it's, I think that when you, when you're putting together a group of musicians, whether it be in the studio or for live work, that you really get the very best people you can get. And, and each night that we play, the whole band will rise to the level of excellence of the guy who is that it, the top of his game that night and that sometimes it's just over the moon i really that's why i still play music i love it i mean i'm surrounded by people who are just so inspiring and i feel when i'm in that situation and on that stage with those people there is no time no time has passed i'm still 20 years old and having the time of my life
to talk briefly about the incredible period of success that you had in the, the late 70s and um, understand that there was a, the link with Booker T and your your hit version of Your Lovers lifted me higher and higher? Yes, Booker had uh, he had recorded an album for Epic Records, a solo album, and he that was Booker's arrangement for Higher and Higher that my sister and me sang on, but Epic never released that record. So when Booker 
joined our team to co-produce anytime, anywhere, uh, we were going over material. And I said, do you remember the, you remember your arrangement of higher and higher that was never released? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And I said, well, can we do, can we do that? Because if you're, if you're not going to release it, I want it. <laughs> so that's how that came about. And of course it, you know, it definitely has the Booker T signature. Booker was married to my sister at that time, so we were family. Your love is lifting me higher than I've ever been lifted before.
had quite a run of success in that period. We're All Alone feels like one of your signature songs and you do such a wonderful version of, of the Boss Gags song. Well, yes. And, you know, again, I was at, went into A&M when I was choosing material and Jerry Moss because A&M was really a hands-on label. They, you know, there was anybody could knock on the door of the president of the record company and, and walk in and he was, you know, graciously received anybody. But he actually called me in one day. He said, if you're on the lot, stop by. And I went in and he said, you know, this Boz Skaggs record, Silk Degrees, is in more than a million homes right now. And there's this one song that I think needs to be sung by a woman. And and it was We're All Alone. And I, you know, I had the whole record memorized by then, of course, myself. But, you know, it was a good call. It was a great call by Jerry Moss.
I spoke to PP Arnold um, in in the past few weeks, and I think there's a, a few ties there in that she she worked quite a lot with Roger Waters, and I think you also featured on an album that's now known as The Turning Tide that, that's been uh, restored and you were doing backing vocals. You sang on the Amused to Death track by Roger Waters, didn't you? I did. And, you know, when I got the call from Roger, I had I had met Roger over the years. And when I a couple of times I was in London doing some concerts and he would come to the concerts with his wife and always invited me out to their home. And I never made it because I was always, you know, one night after the other, but just found them to be such lovely people. And, and just one day got a phone call when I was still living in Los Angeles, I think that Roger was, was recording and he wanted me to come down and work on the record. And, and I was, yeah, I was really, really, really excited about that. And yeah, it was wonderful working with him. He's just great. He's just a great guy.
And just to finish, I just want to talk briefly about uh, Safe in the Arms of Time again. It's a lovely track that closes uh, the album, Please Grow Old With Me. Are you able to explain a bit more about that song? Well, it was written by Stan Lynch, who has written a lot of... He was the drummer with Tom Petty and Heartbreakers for years, for 18 years, I think. But more recently, he's done a lot of songwriting with Don Henley. And he lives in Florida as well. I I just moved to Florida, and and Stan lives uh, down in Gainesville, about four hours away. But he he is best friends with my producer, Ross Hogarth. So before I ever went down and, and wrote with Stan, I had heard this song when Ross and I were just going through material, and, and I just loved it. And I said, tell me more about this song. And so we got Stan on the phone, and... He said, I actually um, just sat down in my studio one day. I wanted to see if I could write a song that sounds like a hymnal, like a song that would be sung in church. And he wrote this beautiful love song for his Michelle. And it touched my heart. You know, if I hear songs and I'm, and I'm welling up with tears before it's over, then it's probably going to be in the final mix. And I just thought it's a beautiful, beautiful way to close the album. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's wonderful. And um, I wish you all the best with the release of uh, Safe in the Arms of Time, Rita. And I think you're touring a little bit and people can find out more about you on, on your website and, and, and everything that you're up to. Yes, they can find out everything that I'm up to. <laughs> yeah, everything's on the website. Fantastic. Thank you again. It's been a real privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Your broken heart, time to make 
Thank you for listening to the Strange Brew Podcast. If you do like the show, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patrons get access to unedited interviews as they're done, news, plus even access to my exclusive interview archive. All your support goes into keeping the show running and moving forward and getting amazing guests. To support me, just go to patreon.com forward slash strangebrewpod or click on the bright orange banner on the right-hand side at thestrangebrew.co.uk. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.